1: Talk Radio 77 WABC. Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Marathon couple of weeks coming up, too. Danielle, of course, just ran Tokyo, My beautiful wife, completing her 39th, and she got the Abbott. But um, I know that, uh, again, Monday, a week from today, April 17th, Patriots Day in Boston. And thanks to my dear friend Joseph Haboud, we're trying to get the show live from Boylston Street that day, which is the street where the marathon actually finishes. Big day, Red Sox play 11 o'clock, and this happens to be Monday, the 10-year commemoration of the Boston bombings. Danielle actually ran the Boston Marathon for the first time five years after the bombings. Can't believe it's been five years since, but it has been. And then London getting ready for their marathon, which she's also run, Danielle. It's one of the major six. And that comes up two weeks from yesterday, uh, the 23rd of April, and they're already putting stuff in the streets and getting ready for that race. So if you're into that stuff, it's a very exciting, great time of year. Weather is great. Mets and Yankees are playing. Basketball playoffs start this weekend. Hockey playoffs start next week. Tiger Woods walked off the course. That's become par now. And uh, Rich Lowry on a Monday morning. That's what you get. Death, taxes, and Rich Lowry on a Monday morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a great time of year, Rich, isn't it? Oh it is. Yeah. Can't wait for the, the NHL playoffs. Um, almost as entertaining I saw a Cocaine Bear.
1: I saw it too, I loved it.
0: Yeah, well I saw it on your recommendation. It wasn't quite um you know, the combination of Doctor Chivago and Gone with the Wind <laughs> that I expected, given given your, your high marks. <laughs> The problem with that movie, it was like almost funny. So often, like right, just almost.
1: <laughs> I know but it was. It was almost funny. It was clearly gory. Like the yeah. first scene when the bear rips uh, oh, the could, girl's leg off.
0: Parts of it. Uh, oh
1: my god! <laughs> but I would still recommend seeing. And of course, uh, from a I guess a nostalgic standpoint, that was Ray Liotta's. Very last movie. Oh, yeah. So,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good airplane movie. Yes. I definitely watching yeah, no. airplane.
1: Well, and I, I had the chance to watch a ton of movies on the airplane going to and coming back from London and admitted something, Rich, in the first segment, which aggravated my wife, but that's why she's a lawyer and I'm doing this, and that is that um, even 22 years later, I am guilty of racial profiling every time. And when I'm at the gate, when I'm on the plane, if I see people, <laughs> if I see people... <laughs> that remind me of Mohammed Atta, I want to get off the plane. I swear to God. And there were three of them on the plane yesterday. They go, there's a lot of jet fuel on this flight. There's a seven-hour trip. But, but I know you laugh, but I'm telling you that most people, if they were allowed to, would admit they feel the same
0: way, don't uh, they? You know, the thing, the thing that I have, you know, I, I did not have a traumatic experience on, on September 11th, like, like anyone who had a real one. But I, I was living in an apartment, Union Square and Fifth Avenue, so the the first plane Came screaming down Fifth Avenue. Oh my God! So still, there's a certain if uh, I hear a plane, a certain kind of loudness. It it brings back that wow that feeling. Yeah.
1: Well, saying to Danielle, I go, you know, don't forget, people like to remove themselves if they can from that day. I talk to Frank Siller every Wednesday. A bunch of my show was sponsored by Tunnel to Towers. I go to the major yeah. events every year, so I'm not even close mm-hmm. to being removed, even though we're going on 20. Yeah, twenty-two years coming up to September, which is unbelievable. But um you know, listen, I, I was away. I was in London, and as I said earlier this morning, and this goes out to the Mayor Adams, the Governor Hochul, major city, right? Major city, very diverse. You can walk down the street, see so saw, uh, saw a Muslim person, an Italian person, a German person. Major business, all that going on, and yet rich. You could eat off the streets, yeah. no guns, no yeah. crime. What's our excuse? Really, what's our excuse? Yeah,
0: it's it's so sad. You know, uh, I was down in Union Station a week or so ago, and, and that place has just been cleared out. They, they used to have, like, a, a restaurant in the middle of the, the station, all sorts of seating and shops, and it's, it's desolate just because we don't have the gumption to tell homeless people, no, you can't sleep here, you can't sit here, uh, move along, and, you know, we'll get you help if you need it. You know how hard is that as a society? Instead, we, we're letting our, our public places just effectively be destroyed. Yeah, cause, and cause yeah. we we won't say that.
1: That's right. And you know, Mayor Eric Adams a couple of months ago came out with a plan to remove the homeless. His own friends, like Jamani Williams, laughed at it. They said, it's never going to happen. It's a stupid plan. So nothing's really happened. I mean, he had a plan. He unveiled the plan. But nothing's really happened. And the homeless are all over the subways again. I mean, all over. I saw pictures Easter Sunday yesterday. They were homeless on just about every train. So yeah. my question is simple. What are we doing in this city? We talk a lot. We hold a lot of press conferences. But what are we really doing? What are we doing?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Um, it, it doesn't have to be as grimy. Um, it it doesn't have to be as chaotic it doesn't have to uh you know have to ha- have that gnawing sometimes not all the time but gnawing feeling you know it's unsafe and anything could happen um you know so so it's becoming kind of a um a low grade version of San Francisco I, I wouldn't say it's as bad as san francisco is um, but, you know, you, you, you let it go long enough, and, and you're like San Francisco, you're like Chicago, you just, just destroyed what was once a wonderful place.
1: And I took the, they call it the underground, the tube in London, the subway, you know. And uh, like I said earlier, you could eat off the floor, and mm-hmm. there were no homeless. So I, was, I wasn't nervous. I didn't see anybody masturbating or talking to themselves. Yeah. I mean, none of it. And there's yeah. millions of people in these cities. I don't understand why uh, why we've let this happen and why we're not really, on a serious note with all the talk, doing much about it so last time you and i spoke a week ago today was the day before president donald trump was set to be arraigned in criminal court here in new york city that all went down last tuesday your thoughts
0: it was a joke i mean the the indictment was a complete joke worse even even than i expected everyone on the left is like if if you doubted this case or Said he didn't think there was anything there. It was going to involve stretching the law. They're like you haven't seen the indictment. Wait until you see the indictment. <laughs> yeah. And then you get an indictment that doesn't specify. You know, it specifies the misdemeanor, you know, the falsifying the records, but doesn't specify what makes it a felony. It just says there's some other mystery crime. It's like Agatha Christie writing. You know, <laughs> something or other happened on the Orient Express. We'll get back to you later about what it was. It's a joke, and it likely won't make it to trial. If it does, you know maybe they get a jury to convict him. I kind of doubt that, and it'll eventually get tossed on appeal. So the whole point of this thing is the drama around it, humiliating him, you know, making the point that the, this time the walls have closed in, and um, it, this is a terrible abuse of the system. And uh, Alvin Bragg should be ashamed of himself.
1: at info at com, Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. His defense attorney, Joseph Tacopino, will join me live coming up at 840. But this, of course, is the great Witch Lowry, uh, just tremendous on Monday mornings, National Review, Political NBC, does all that stuff. So I was away last week, and uh, I became aware that this president, Joe Biden, who, again, I know Bill O'Reilly and others tend to... Talk about his cognitive decline more than him being evil. I disagree. I think it's a combination of both, and evil may be winning at this point. For him to blame Donald Trump last week about the deaths in Afghanistan, I mean, I've seen some really low-grade, some nasty stuff. What Joe Biden did last week for me, Rich, in almost 56 years, one of the lowest.
0: Yeah, it's like something out of the onion or the the Babylon Bee, how Possibly, can you blame uh... Donald Trump for that? There, there, uh, it was a, a, an act of discretion entirely on the part of Joe Biden, and then he, he fouled it up massively. And you know, for John Kirby. Uh, who actually admire? He'll go on Fox. You know, he'll, he'll go go anywhere. But you know, the concept, say, "Oh, we're very proud of our, our military and how they handled it." Well, I mean, yeah, the, those are really courageous and effective guys put in an impossible situation by their commander in chief, who just threw this whole thing thing away. And even if you think, you know, we never should have been in Afghanistan or stretched on too long, fine. But just throwing it. Wait, entirely at the end, you know, we have this force that's dependent on our air support and and uh, our maintenance crews, and you just pull the, all that out and say, good luck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> of course, course they're going to collapse. So of The whole course. thing was a, a catastrophe, and they'll, but they'll literally, I mean, it's not new, right? Well, they'll literally blame anything on Trump. They blame the border on Trump. I know. Uh, when they just, they, the whole point of what they did, at the border was ripping up all of Trump's policies.
1: So let's close it out with this. Pure opinion, which, Lowry, you've been around a long time. And I say this really, genuinely, I mean this. You're one of the smartest people I've ever met. I mean, a real bright, bright guy. In your lifetime, is Joe Biden, without any question, and if he's not, say it, without any question, the worst president you've ever seen?
0: I was, uh, I'm old enough to have lived through, I was a kid, but lived through Jimmy Carter. Um, I, so me too. I still think that the country was in a worse place then. Now, there are a lot of echoes of it now uh, with with inflation with the debacle in Afghanistan, et cetera, but the, the, I think the country is in a worse place and more more peril then, but we may be rapidly catching up you know what 's funny?
1: I think the country is in much more peril now, but where I agree with you is is the sense of patriotism was worse then because they had the hostages in Iran, and yeah. they you know we, we boycotted the Olympics, and people were genuinely embarrassed to be American. So I think patriotism worse then, but I think right now the world in much more peril. Much more. Mm-hmm. And, wow. right, and 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 as Rick Bettino once said, my man Ronald Reagan
0: ain't walking through that door yeah, anytime soon. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, you put your finger out, the sense of national humiliation was stronger yeah, yeah. back then. But we also had stronger reserves. You know, people cared about the country more, and there was more uh, latent patriotism there, wait, waiting to be reignited. And you know, there was that Wall Street Journal poll a couple weeks ago. Everything's down. Religious faith is down. Belief in the family and work and patriotism—they're all—they're all down from where they were 25 years ago. And Jeez. that's. Pretty disturbing.
1: Well, the Tampa Bay Rays are 9 0.
0: It's one of those things you're like, either they're going to be 162 and 0 and you don't have to worry about it, or, or they're going to fall back. <laughs> but
1: they're good every year.
0: Yeah, and, and, and again, it's amazing. I, right. What a franchise.
1: I said to Justin, Hunter, I to go, you're going to be hard pressed for anybody to name three players on that yeah. team.
0: How? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, who's it? Longoria is like the only Ray I know. And and by where the, way, is he by the way,
1: he went to San Francisco about 10 years ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: You proved my point. I can't name a Ray either, and they're 9-0. Anyway, yeah. uh, I can name you because you're great every right, Monday good. morning. Thanks Thank you, I really appreciate it, brother. You got it, pal. There he is, the editor of the National Review. His stuff open syndicated in the New York Post. You see him on NBC, Politico. Just a terrific Monday morning guest. Our dear friend Rich Larry
0: If you had an accident, trust Law. personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabola.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.